This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. By the way, so I posted last night the dilemma that I'm in. It's a very simple dilemma, Matt. Gold or black? Gold, by the way. Man, that black is... I know. Sharp. I know, but the gold looks... It's just classic. It's got me all up in my feels. Oh, how much are they a piece? Um, well, I've got I've got everything dialed up right now to hit buy on the gold. How much Because is that's it? been the over... That's It's 130 Do gold. Black is 150 do gold, then. You'll save 20 bucks and also... it's classier. Yeah, you'll stick with the classic. I don't know, man. I don't know. What I'm talking about is a uh, satin 49ers jacket that is just... Fresh. I got the uh, I got the thumbs up. And it was essentially last night, I'm tired of hearing you talk about it. Will you just buy it already? And that's your Christmas gift. <laughs> no, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> Get off me. Who are you? <laughs> you don't run my life. You don't know me. All right, it's 150. We've got Eli Letterman coming up here in a few moments. We'll talk uh, Oklahoma Sooners. But first, let's hit up the Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline. Tulsa Bone and Joint, TulsaBoneandJoint.com. Let's welcome in Dr. Christopher Crane here on the Blitz 1170. Dr. Crane, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, Jeremy? Good, man. How was uh, how was Thanksgiving, uh, spending some time with the fam? It was fantastic. Ate a tremendous amount of food, almost a regrettable amount of food, and enjoyed <laughs> myself. It was a good time. Yes, indeed. Regrettable for sure, especially like that about hour or two or 90 minutes after. Oh, there's not a worse feeling in the world sometimes uh, on Thanksgiving, and you just got to fight your way through it. And typically, that means having another piece of pie to fight your way through it. Uh, even when you're you as know, miserable as what you are. I was doing pretty well until the pie. That was that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back in this case. So all right, all right. what was, type of pie? Good problem to have. What type of pie are we working it was a pecan with? Pie. Beca- of course, uh, it was absolutely. There's also a coconut pie, so you know. Oh my gosh! Uh, so I got home from my grandparents, and I I kid you not, I brought a, a piece of pecan pie to go home. And that thing was in my door approximately 90 seconds before I had already bust into it and started to eat it. I just, I, I was, I was just thinking about it on the way home. So yeah, the, the pie did not last long at all in the uh, pie to go. <laughs> and it was delicious. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good strategy, but it, it never pans out that way. It never does at all. Uh, all right. I, I say you this, and I know this is not necessarily your, your area of expertise, but I, it's such a big story, I have to talk about it, um, that one of the better safeties in the entire league, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, leads the league in interceptions, by the way. Um, during the Sunday night game, we found out that he suffered from a lacerated kidney. Now, that's a, an uncommon injury. We've, ta- we've, we've seen them before. Uh, but from what just your knowledge is on something like this, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that there's enough blunt force trauma on injuries like that, um, and, and especially with with basically a an organ that sits inside what like a bowl of fat anyway. 
that there's enough trauma to cause an injury like that. How serious is something like this when it happens? A bowl of fat, especially after all the pot, adds <laughs> yes. to the cushion around the kidney. These are pretty pretty serious. I actually ended up seeing one of these as a fellow and doing a paper on it for the American Medical Conference that we do for sports medicine. So um, they're they're not something you want to take lightly. Uh, when, but they do tend to get your attention. Uh, it, it, they'll have back pain, but that's not the most specific thing that can happen with with other types of injuries or just rough practice. Um, but in in the case that I had as a fellow, and then also it sounds like in his case, they they go after the, the game or practice or whatever to the locker room, and they go to to the bathroom and they see bright red blood where normally it's yellow or clear. And it's just not something that they can ignore gets their attention pretty quick. uh, And it gets them pretty quickly also into imaging and into, into getting care. So these are serious. The kidneys, I couldn't find if they graded his We grade these one through five, one being mostly just kind of a bruise on the outer edge of the kidney and five being, I mean, it's a, it's an exploded kidney. There's multiple pieces, and it's, it's bad. Um, they used to, in the olden days, 20, 30 years ago, do surgeries on these pretty quickly and go in and remove them and stop bleeding. But they're a little more conservative with them now. They, they monitor them close, make sure their pain's controlled, and watch that kidney function, making sure the bleeding is controlled and seeing if the kidney is still working. And in many cases, it actually still is. And it just needs time to heal. So the the fact that it sounds like, at least in his case, they're not wanting to jump in and do surgery is a really good sign. Uh, but it, it will take its time to scar down, to heal, to have good function, to have no pain. Uh, it, it's something you got to watch close. Okay, I'm glad you did a paper on this because as I was going through and, and reading a variety of different things about this, uh, I learned some stuff as well. And I would ask the very basic question of how these happen um, some happen from rib fractures, correct? Um, some mm-hmm. some can happen kind of like you would get a concussion, which which is the kidney rocking back and forth. But then I didn't know about the fascial attachments that can tear like a ligament that attached to the side of the kidney, and those and those can rip. Are those generally the causes of having a lacerated kidney? You know, it takes a lot of force to generally do this. Uh, it, it generally is a car wreck type situation where we see lacerated kidneys. I think a 2008 study was saying there's three of these in the NFL about every year, but they're not always this severe. They're usually more of the minor ones. Uh, and it's something that it, it's the exact cause would be tough for me to speculate on. I'm not a nephrologist, but there's multiple ways that that much force can get transmitted through to the kidney where it's not ready to to receive that. And it, like you said, there's ligaments suspending it and keeping it in place. And then there's large blood vessels that attach to the kidneys and those can get uh, injured as well. And so again, the bleeding being a pretty major risk that we watch close. Uh, it's, it's something that is not often in isolation either. If you had enough force to damage a kidney, is there other damage to nearby structures? Like you said, fractured rib or anything else that you need to find in the area. And so it's, it's a lot of energy. The one that I saw as a fellow was actually a non-contact, uh, non-collision play. As a player that went down, caught a ball in practice, no pads practice, and fell onto the ball. Oof. And that just happened to hit it in just the right way to, to cause that. And he hopped right back up, kept playing. But 
about 30 minutes an hour later, he was not feeling good. So it, it can be a little cryptic uh, to pin down exactly why they get hit and that's the exact specific way to cause this when the thousand of other hits they took didn't do it. So I found, I think I found the paper that you were referencing. Uh, there was one uh, from 2007, uh, Dr. Lucas, uh, I believe, or maybe maybe I'm just um, completely making that up right now. But um, one of the comments in the paper was um, 18 of the 52 injured players that were a part of this, 34% required hospitalization for the injury, uh, although none of them actually required surgery on this. Uh, if something's happening happening like this in a car accident, I mean, you're, you're more than likely going to the hospital anyway to get checked out for something like this. But uh, 18 of 52, so that 34% are more than likely going to need to have some form of hospitalization for an injury like this. That kind of speaks to how the serious of a nature that this can be. Yeah, and it's something that can change quickly. When you're talking about this much blood flow to an organ like a kidney, you need to watch and monitor for bleeding into the abdomen. You need to monitor for kidney function. You got to make sure that their blood pressure is good. They're not going into shock. There's a lot of close monitoring. And if everything's going well, they're getting fluids, they're getting pain control. Uh, this would be something that, like you said, none of them ended up needing a surgery. The problem is that if they need the surgery, and my understanding is, again, I'm not a, not a kidney surgeon, but typically they will go and remove the kidney. It's not something they can salvage. And if that's the case, you now only have one kidney, and that's a pretty strong vote against continuing to play, <laughs> yeah. especially at a high level, because if you take your other kidney hit, uh, that's terrible. So it, generally, they want to save that kidney if it has function left, and it generally does. Uh, but it's a, it's a rough time, and it's a long recovery. Uh, you just said long recovery. I've seen anywhere, I think – initially when Andrew Luck had one of these a few years ago, I think it was reported like two to six weeks uh, injury. I, I would assume that with the way that we treat these now, uh, more than likely the the longer the better just to make sure um, that everything's A-OK. Yeah, you want to err on the side of caution. Uh, you want to make sure that not only are they pain-free and that their kidney function's good, but Again, they're going to have to recover from the injury in other ways if they did lose blood or if they did have to have, you know, a, a degree of a rest period that they're going to have to recover uh, from from a, ther- a physical therapy standpoint. So there's a lot of going into it. I think two to six is already pretty broad, uh, but I would personally be erring on the six side of things and just kind of, I think they said indefinitely on theirs, and I don't think they feel any rush to push him back through this injury. So I think it's best to be safe, when, especially when you're needing hospitalization, level of care, making sure everything is exactly how you want it to be when you're getting back. I uh, saw my producer's head kind of peek up over the uh, top of the uh, computer monitor, Doc, when you when you said the term exploding kidney. Matt, that kind of caught you in the feels, didn't it? <laughs> that, oh, my gosh. That hurt me physically. Not bad. I think the actual term for a grade 5 is shattered kidney, but oh, that doesn't sound any better. No. No. Uh, no. We got to get some better terms. for At least at least kind of soften the blow a little bit, well, not like shattered. The last time we tried to soften the blow, it was three musketeers. We didn't want to be told that either. <laughs> I know. I know. It's right. It's like we can never be happy with anything, Dr. Green. <laughs> You're just, just not going to be happy. No, nope, no. Nope. But in terms of shattered kidney, if we could, I don't know, come up with some other like Disney-esque type type name for it, that might be just a little bit better than, than shattered kidney for sure. That is... 
at least uh, from my standpoint. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Doc. I appreciate it today for explaining that a little bit more. Um, hopefully the best for him that he's back, mainly because I'm not a Cowboy fan and they're the Cowboys' main competition. So best of luck to uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and we appreciate you for taking time to come on with us this afternoon here on The Blitz. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. That is uh, Dr. Chris Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170. TulsaBonaJoy.com. That is where you need to go right now. I'm looking at their homepage, Matt. The services that they have, diagnostic services, Healthy Bone Center, the sports medicine that they do. Doc is there on the sidelines each and every single week during the high school football season from the physical therapy to the orthopedic urgent care, which we've had to do. In multiple occasions. Yeah. Joint replacement, the spine center, general orthopedics, they can do it all right there at Tulsa Bone and Joint, TulsaBoneandJoint.com. Call them today, 918-392-1400. Term I never thought that I would utter today, shattered kidney. An organ is not supposed to shatter, right? I feel woozy thinking about it. Crazy. Enough trauma <laughs> for it to explode your organ. Why can't you just call organ. it squished? That sounds like some villain in a, uh, like from D.C. Like well, his, his, he has the ability to shatter your organs. Shattered kidney sounds like a punk band. That would be a pretty kick-ass band. Join me in my band, Shattered Kidney. You got to be metal if you're playing that. You can't roll out and be like folk or Americana with the name Shattered Kidney. You can't be. <laughs> you can't roll out and play like a, a set like American Quarry, Aquarium. You've you've got to be like pure metal. Can't be Mumford and Sons. No, not at be all. Like not even the Black Keys. You got to be like Ramstein if you're going to be called Shattered Kidney. Nah, you got to be like completely over the top. Lots of grunting and not able to make out the actual lyrics. That's what's, uh, oh my gosh, what's the movie? High Fidelity. Have you ever seen High Fidelity with no. John Cusack? He, he owns a record store. It's actually really good. Should I give it a watch? Jack Black plays a, uh, a role in that. He works inside of the, the vinyl shop. And the name of his band is Sonic Death Monkey. Great name, by the way. It's pretty good, I'm not going to lie. And what's funny is they probably just put Jack Black in a room and they were like, hey, come up with a good band name. Well, he changed the band name at the end. Sonic Death Monkey 2? No, it was like something in the Hand Jive 5 or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I just said Hand Jive on on the radio. I get it. All right, it's 2.03. Take a timeout. Come back with more next, including a conversation with one Eli Letterman. Covers the Oklahoma Sooners for the Tulsa World. Talk to him about a variety of things next year on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.